When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends of the Rockney cast, for this episode, we're going to discuss how one friendship and a moment of encouragement changed the course of the entire Civil War. We're going to talk about the friendship of Ulysses S. Grant and William T. Sherman. Many of you know that I love U.S. Grant, and I also love U.S. William T. Sherman as well. For a lot of reasons, it wasn't only their success and their toughest toughness, but it was also their vulnerability and the power they found in sharing their vulnerability with one another and encouraging one another. So the moment we're going to talk about is a time in May of 1862 during the Battle of Corinth. You have two men, William T. Sherman and Ulysses S. Grant, had just achieved a a victory at the Battle of Corinth, which was in northern Mississippi. And this is part of the ongoing effort of the United States military to secure essentially western Tennessee and northern Mississippi so that they'd be able to control the Mississippi River. But there was a great tactical disagreement that was really brewing um, in the United States military Sort of the conventional military doctrine at the time was, is that to win the war, you need to occupy places. This was the view of Henry Halleck, who was the boss of Ulysses S. Grant during the war. But Grant had a different view. He felt it didn't matter whether you occupied a place. You needed to destroy the army because no matter how many places that you occupied, if you still had... Confederate armies roaming around, you weren't going to be able to secure the South. So Grant had emerged in 1862 as one of the leading generals in the Western theater for the United States military. He had had the battles of Fort Donelson and Shiloh, and he was just on his way to being second in command of the United States military in the Western theater, only short of Henry Halleck. So they secured tactical victory at Corinth in northern Mississippi. And yet, after that victory, Halleck ordered the men to occupy the town. And during that time, they let the Confederate army, led by P.T. Beauregard, slip away. And Grant was incredibly frustrated because he just didn't see that there was anything possible that he could do when there was just such a different theory of how to win the wars. I mean, imagine you have right in front of you one of the most horrible wars in the United States history, and you know you can solve it, yet you labor under these incompetent leaders that don't share your vision. Well, Grant was incredibly close to resigning in the Western theater. He was about ready to give up. And so... After that battle, William T. Sherman, who was a friend of his, a subordinate at the time, 
walked into a tent and he saw Grant packing his things. And he asked him, what was he doing? And he said, I'm, Grant said, I'm going home. And Grant's, and when Sherman replied, well, why? What do you have waiting for you there? And he said, well, nothing, but I really can't, I can't do, I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up. And at that particular moment, William T. Sherman shared his own vulnerability. And this is one of the most remarkable parts of the Civil War, is that this war was not one. Yes, they were incredible men, but they were men that had fears and insecurity and flaws and failure. And William T. Sherman, like Grant, had a fairly undistinguished military career prior to the Civil War. He came from a prominent family. He did graduate from West Point had more business success and more administrative success prior to the Civil War. But once the war started, he had a moment where essentially he had a nervous breakdown. Once the war started in uh, 1861, one of the first major engagements was the Battle of Bull Run. And William T. Sherman distinguished himself on the battlefield and caught the attention of Abraham Lincoln, who promoted him to be one of the leading commanders in the Kentucky Theater near the Cumberland Gap. And William T. Sherman was absolutely racked with anxiety. He was in constant fear. And he basically got so stressed out, he essentially had a nervous breakdown. And he was relieved of community, and of, of his duty in November, by November of 1861, and actually had to return home. And everyone knew about it. They had said that he was crazy, that he had lost his marbles, and he had suffered. And, and publicly, this didn't happen in private. Everyone knew what had happened. And the same thing had happened with U.S. Grant. U.S. Grant had resigned in 1854 when he was in Fort Humboldt in California. And although he had served and had some success during the Mexican-American War, he had a drinking problem, and everyone knew it. And he was drunk on duty and was basically forced to resign or he'd be court-martialed in 1854. So these two stigma, almost stigmata, stuck to both Grant and Sherman up through really the end of the war. But this is where before they were really super well known. Grant was the drunk and Sherman was the crazy person. And they bonded over that and they supported one another over that. And they distinguished themselves even though they'd been tarred with that. So Grant is just about ready to resign. And Sherman knew that, that this, this would have been a big deal. This was not any ordinary man. Uh, recall from my previous podcast that on U.S. Grant, my exploration of the man crush, that Grant just had this indomitable will. He was this ordinary man in civilian affairs, but once the battle came, He just never gave up, and he never stopped moving. And the famous interaction between Sherman and Grant was, is after they were 
knocked on their heels of the first day in battle. The Union Army was really crushed. And William T. Sherman approached Grant, and he said, Grant, well, we've had the devil's own day, haven't we? And Grant puffed at his cigar and said, yep, but we'll lick him tomorrow, though. He knew that there was a, he was a fighter and that it would be a big deal. And so he empathized with Grant. And he recalled the own difficulties that he had gone through, especially when everyone thought he was crazy. And here's what he actually said. He said, before the, and this is, this is where he's trying to give encouragement to Grant. He said, quote, before the battle of Shiloh, I was cast down by a mere newspaper assertion of crazy. But that single battle gave me new life and I am now in high feather. Then he told Grant that if he went away, events would move on and he'd be left out. If he remained, some happy accident might restore him to favor and his true place. And after that interaction, Grant was persuaded that he wasn't going to go home. And so he wrote his wife, Julia, and he said he would not be coming home after all. Necessity changes my plans or the public service does, and I must yield. And then he wrote Grant, he wrote Sherman the next day that he would say, and Sherman rejoiced, and he said, you could not be quiet at home for a week when armies were moving. And then the author, Gene Edward Smith, said, these casual conversations occasionally constitute critical turning points in history. The few words exchanged by Sherman and Grant changed the course of Grant's life and perhaps the Civil War. Grant had rallied Sherman at Shiloh, and Sherman came to Grant's rescue at Corinth. That just gives me chills. And I think about how often in life do we have moments of despair where we're afraid, where where we're anxious, where we need the support of someone, and just think, what is the greatest risk in life? That we don't reach our true potential and that we don't seize the moment. And we look back at our life with regret. What if U.S. Grant had given in to his fear and left? We may not have the United States of America. I mean, Grant was that good of general. And if you've heard some of my other podcasts on Grant, he really was the determining factor. And our country was saved by a moment of friendship. And, you know, I today actually had a really good, meaningful conversation with a good friend of mine from undergraduate. And it really meant a lot to me. And it really made me think about this friendship that Grant had with Sherman. Supporting one another, seeing the best in one another, holding one another accountable. I mean, these are the true valuable friendships. And I think we all need them. And we can't Achieve what we want to really achieve in life. Unless when we're at our lowest low, you have a friend that steps in and says, I believe in you. I trust you. I need you. And that was the moment that occurred between these two men. One was called a drunk and the other was called an insane, crazy person. And those two men changed the course of the war and became legends in their own time because they persevered. They didn't give up. And that's what I love about both of them. 
is that they were leaders that accomplished great things, but they really came from humble origins and they suffered. And I think that's what really gave them the toughness and the discipline to, to carry through to do what they did. So I hope that you find that little interaction inspiring and that you will be that person that won't give up, that will see what you have and, and the gifts that you have within you. So I know I'm being a little preachy, but it just, I, I think we live in a day and age where we can't be inspired. We can't, we can't really be our true selves. And that's what I love about both Grant and Sherman is that they did what they were put on this earth to do. As Marcus Aurelius said, one of the great Stoics, live out the fate that God has set for you. Live out the play that the great playwriter in the sky has given to you. And those men did it. But they almost got derailed when they gave in to their fear. And they overcame that fear through the power of friendship. And this evening, I experienced the power of friendship and support and vision that my friend saw in me. And I promised him I would do a podcast on that moment and that I would refer to this moment after the Battle of Corinth when two men and the power of friendship changed the course of the Civil War, liberated millions from bondage, and brought out the greatness that is the United States of America. Friends, I hope you enjoyed this Rockney cast as much as I did putting it together. God bless you all.